oh, I write stories about, you know, inclusion, acceptance, and friendship, because those are three very important qualities that I think kids need to, from a very young age, need to hear repeated and practiced over and over and over again. This is Alopecia Life with your host, Deanne Graham. You'll hear interviews with specialists in their field and parents who are helping their child move through life while living with alopecia areata, along with conversations with alopecia rock stars who are making a difference. Alopecia Life is here to provide you with support, accurate information, inspiring stories, and life hacks to help you navigate the world of hair loss. Whether you've just been diagnosed or have had it for ages, Alopecia Life has been created to share all the information you may want or need to do alopecia your way. Thank you for sharing your time with us today on Alopecia Life. The 2020 school year started off highly unusual for most of the world. Our kids were home for extended periods of time. Now that we're ramping up for the 2021 school year, school spirit, ways to express who we are with or without hair within the walls of the building and out on the playground or sports field can come rushing back. Author Noreen Paulson writes a story to share B and how she finds solutions in her new book, What Silly Hair Day with No Hair. It is such a pleasure to interview authors who are sharing a message in raising awareness of alopecia. Noreen loves words. As a former language arts teacher, she was fortunate to share that love with middle school students for almost 20 years. Now, as a picture book author, she continues to share her love of words with young readers. Noreen, welcome to Alopecia Life today. Well, thank you, Deanne. It's really nice to be here. I am excited to have you, especially because this is your very first podcast, and I can see that this is going to be incredible to get the word out about what we're talking about today. Yes, it is my very first one, so it's a little bit uh, stepping outside my comfort zone, but I'm, I'm so excited to be here and share B and her story in a little bit about how it came about. Yes, yes. And let's just kind of jump right in. So you started writing about B. Let's talk about the storyline and how you got your inspiration for B. Okay. So what silly hair day with no hair? And B is the story of a young girl who has alopecia. She lost her hair before she was four. And so in her life, it isn't a major thing. I think there's a line in the something like, you know, her parents love her, her friends like her, and, and when other people stare, she just kind of smiles. It's just mm-hmm. something, you know, it, it's who she is. It's part of who she is until her school has a, a spirit week, and one of the days is Silly Hair Day, and she's a little frustrated by that because what is she going to do for Silly Hair Day? Her best friend, Shalia, assures her that, that she'll help her figure it out. And so they go through a lot of different things. They try crafting some hair and and they try going to um, costumes to go and trying on some wigs, but nothing, nothing is quite right. It looks silly, but it's just not quite right. And so she and Shalia are a little frustrated and B decides, well, maybe, maybe I just, maybe I just won't go to school on Friday. And Shalia's like, no, 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 you can't because you're going to miss a picnic. If you don't go, I won't go. You know, best friends, you know, I got your back kind of thing. And, and then B's like, oh, no, I want you to go. I'll think of something. And, and so as the dress-up days for Spirit Week go by, B doesn't have any problem. But she still, still hasn't got that idea for Silly Hair Day until, and I don't know if we want a spoiler or not. Mm-hmm. We want a spoiler? No. Okay. Let's not, let's leave everybody (laughs) hanging. Okay. (laughs) 
but they do get it figured out and it all ends well. I will yes. say that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love how you really talk about advocating for her, but really she has the help of a trusted friend and they are able to find solutions and they're trying different things. They're like you said, will this work? No, this doesn't quite feel right. Does this work? Nope, doesn't feel right. And then that cliffhanger, she does find something, but what yeah. is it? What I really wanted for, for the character for B is I wanted to show her as a, a problem solver and a change maker. Mm-hmm. That was really important to me. Someone who takes, you know, identifies a problem and does something about manipulating things so that it's no longer a problem. Yes. And that's what B does in the story. And and Shalia. Shalia helps her. Yeah, absolutely. Having a friend and, and someone you can trust to help come up with those solutions. We hear that all the time in the alopecia community, kids who have these fantastic friends and they're like, mm-hmm. well, if you don't go, I don't go. And then, right. and then sometimes, you know, kids do stay home when they don't feel that inclusion. And that's, that's too bad. You know, mm-hmm. that's really too bad. And inclusion is a big part about what you write about. You have two books that have released within four months of each other, right? November and March. So that's really exciting. And I was looking, I I ordered What's Silly Hair Day with No Hair. And I, I of course, loved it because I think it's a great addition (laughs) to the personal library here. But your story about Benny's True Colors Mm -hmm. also sounds amazing and and talks about inclusion. Can you share about about Benny's story too? Sure, sure. Uh, My debut, he was my debut, Benny's Two Colors. And it is a story about a bat who really knows that inside he is a butterfly. So it's a book that deals with gender identity. Mm -hmm. And he too has the support of his his family, his mama, and um, the other bats. And he's looking for a way to to live his authentic life. And with the help of Penelope, a butterfly friend, and some caterpillars, he has the opportunity to make that transition. And in the end, too, you know, he's happy with being able to live the life that he knows who he is. Mm-hmm. And um, he has the support of everyone in doing that. So it, it too, is a book. I'm My book's Oh, I write stories about, you know, inclusion, acceptance, and friendship, because those are three very important qualities that I think kids need to, from a very young age, need to hear repeated and practiced over and over and over again. And I'm a former middle school teacher, so I know that um, that's really important. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure you had a lot of up close and personal conversations and relationships with kids that... touched on that throughout middle school, especially and identifying that they could, if you get this, these messages out and you kind of nurture them when they're quite young, when they hit middle school, it's a little bit easier. I know middle school is not just those fantastic, you know, years, but it's tough. Middle school years are tough, Mm -hmm. but I think if, you know, a child grows up with the idea that, you know, everyone is unique and, and everyone needs to be included and and everyone deserves a friend or more. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just accepting, you know, accepting people for the way they are, for their uniqueness. Then it becomes those middle school years become a lot easier to navigate through. Absolutely. I agree. I have a quick question about your illustrators. How do you sure. choose them? Because they seem, I know for 
Benny's book, your illustrators seem to have a connection from you know who who they are. Did you choose them based on that, or how did that work? Well, the publishing house is the one um, who will choose the illustrator for a, a, a picture book, and so I have not had any say in either one, except that they might show me some illustrations and say, what do you think about this? You know, this illustrator, but ultimately the the final decision rests with the art director and the editor at the house. Yes. Anne or Andy, the illustrator of Benny's True Color is Mm non-binary. And so I think there was um, that connection that they wanted to make with the illustrator to the um, LGBTQ community. And that worked out perfectly. They did an awesome job with the illustrations for Benny. Actually, unless you see the color in real time, it it doesn't pop as much as as it does when you're actually holding the book and looking Mm -hmm. through it. And of course, the illustrations of Benny and and the butterflies are just beautiful. And so, so they did a really wonderful job with the illustrations. I was very, very pleased. And it was nice to have that connection to the LGBTQ community. Um, we did do some uh, like sensitivity readers. So people within that community read the text and made a lot of great suggestions on changes that we could make to make it more inclusive and things like that. That's awesome. I love that. Mm-hmm. And what about your illustrator for what Silly Hair Day with No Hair? I know you didn't get, you're traditionally published and I, I right. didn't mention that before. So like mm-hmm. you said, the choice isn't yours, but did, did they have a connection with alopecia at all? I don't believe they did. No, mm-hmm. not that I'm aware of at least. Albert Whitman, who's the publisher of What Silly Hair Day with No Hair, they again sought out Camilla and um, I thought she did a wonderful job with the illustrations. I know she was really excited to illustrate the book and again, couldn't really have asked for a better illustrator, I don't think. (laughs) Yeah. And can you talk about your inspiration for talking about alopecia and how you were able to choose that B would have alopecia? Sure. I actually did start off writing the story and start off thinking, well, I'm going to write a story with a main character who has alopecia. What happened was as a former middle school teacher, as I just mentioned, I was always really uncomfortable with school activities that left some people sidelined. For example, on Friday was, you know, show your school spirit. And then you were supposed to wear the school colors Mm -hmm. or a t-shirt or sweatshirt that had the school logo or the school mascot or something like that on it. Well, those T-shirts and sweatshirts are expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know because I bought some. And when I thought about that, you know, some families just financially, you know, couldn't afford that, in particular mm-hmm. if they had more than one child at school. Right. And that always seemed a little uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, like a dodgeball game mm-hmm. as a classroom reading award you know, for making some type of reading goal. Mm -hmm. And that bothered me also because, you know, we had students who wore leg braces. Mm -hmm. We had one student who was in a wheelchair. And so there they were just watching instead of being able to participate. And so that was really the the heart of the story, you know, the the spark of the idea for the story. Mm -hmm. So as that was kind of swirling around in my head as ideas do, (laughs) I got to thinking about, Um, One of my colleagues at school, the math teacher, actually has alopecia. And he lost his hair when he was 17 and a senior in high school. And fast forward to today, um, his alopecia is just a part of who he is. And 
he, I mean, does an excellent job with raising awareness in our small rural community and the surrounding communities. He tells his story. He answers questions, sometimes makes light of, of his baldness. And it just, again, just becomes who he is. I mean, no one even really notices. And I got thinking about how for Spirit Week, um, he participated in all of the days. He did dress-up day. He did pajama day. He did, you know, favorite sports day every day except Silly Hair Day. And that's when the idea for B and for the conflict kind of took off. And um, that's how I ended up with the story. That's awesome. Has he been able to read the book? I don't believe he has. I, I retired, early retired, probably about four years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't believe he has, no. Yeah, that would be kind of cool to connect with him and know that he was really he was part of the inspiration. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> that'd be incredible. Now, you have a busy month coming up. I'm looking at your calendar and I'm like, wow, you have, yes. it, it's busy. It's, it's it almost is busy. Like a launch week, kind of almost, even though it's a little bit later, right? It is, yes. With things now opening up a little bit, I'm much better in person, I think. <laughs> not zoom i really like the connection making as being a former teacher i really like connecting with kids and being able Mm -hmm. to look them in the eye and you know laugh and giggle with them and and really make that type of real-time connection so this month just seems to be the month where some things have kind of come together for me yes so i see today you actually have something called a pop of literacy instagram takeover what what's happening with that Oh, this is so much fun. Pop Literacy is uh, three young women who are teachers plus moms. My special moms plus being a teacher. And they have started a website and a business, really, where they will create hands-on type activity guides for books. And then, in addition to that, if you would like them to, they will take over your Instagram account and introduce to Instagram followers the activities that they have created. And so they explain, they kind of show how to do them. And so just basically generating excitement for the activity guide. And then as as the author, I get to have a link to those activities that I can put on my um, website and people can download for free. So it's, it's really a wonderful opportunity, I think, to kind of get the word out about B. They also do these pop boxes or a pop tote. They will um, send you like a box that has all of these different manipulatives and things like that, that your child can use uh, in relationship to reading a particular picture book, picture story. That's very cool. Yeah, Yeah. it is. It's very good. A pop of literacy. Pop of literacy. Yeah, fantastic. And I think that getting the word out about alopecia. This is just fantastic because more awareness is key to help. Yeah. To help normalize alopecia. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And then on June 5th, yeah, you are busy. You've got, you're going to be doing a reading for the Bay Area Children's Alopecia Support Group. I am. I'm so excited to do that because yes, I'm actually going to be able to share story. I've made a PowerPoint so that as I read, it'll be easier to see the illustrations on the screen. And um, I'm just really looking forward to sharing the story and also spending some time with, with the support group. That's great. And so you'll have more in-person events towards the end of the month, right? Yes. On June 17th and 18th, there is an Iowa Reading Council and Association of School Librarians um, conference in Ames, Iowa. 
And so the um, SCBW Iowa group is sponsoring or manning a table mm-hmm. um, for the teachers and the librarians. And so I'm going to be up there on, uh, on that uh, the 17th and just, you know, having an opportunity to chat with teachers and to mm-hmm. share our books and activities and librarians, you know, just being able, yeah, just being able to talk books with people. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. It'll be so refreshing after not be. being around people and just going, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. This yes, is fantastic. And, and they can actually like physically, you know, mm-hmm. see the books and handle them. And it's, yeah. Yeah, I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. It'll be a great addition to any school library. Can you help maybe share that process? Um, Because you are in the school system, you might have some advice for teachers who are listening right now or parents who might want to ask school librarians to get What's Silly Hair Day with No Hair into their own libraries to raise more awareness? Sure. I think the the simplest thing to do is put in a request. Mm -hmm. Just request that they buy the book. I think librarians everywhere there's school librarians or even teacher teachers because I know I've I had my own classroom library mm-hmm. if you just let them know that the book exists and that you think it would be a good fit for their library I believe that they would be more than more than willing to at least um, take a look um, read some reviews and see if they would agree with that I did between teaching assignments you might say mm-hmm. I took some time off when my boys were young and I, I worked in a, in a public library here in, in Newton, Iowa. And mm-hmm. so I know that, that any input that a librarian can get as far as the best way to, to use their purchase money is getting input from the public. You know, mm-hmm. we or they <laughs> really want to know, you know, what are people looking to read and, and what have they read and think, wow, this is really awesome. And this needs to be available for more people to read. So that's just what I would say. I would say just make a request. Yeah, absolutely. And there are very few books about alopecia, really. There aren't. And what I noticed as I was kind of, the idea was kind of swirling around in my head and I did a little looking online, you know, a lot of the books, I mean, there are several up there, but quite a few of them deal with the loss of the hair. And I didn't want the loss of the hair to be the main theme of the book, which is why I kind of went with the inclusion idea. You know, I wanted B to be a character who has alopecia, but was not, what do I want to say? But it wasn't the major issue of the book. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I do love that. I love that that it wasn't the main point was loss. It was more about what are we going to gain in this experience right. for sure. Right. Yeah. How, do, how do I, how do I become this change maker or this, this problem solver? Yes. It's a little bit of a problem on this particular day. On most days, it really isn't all that big of a problem, mm-hmm. but on this particular day, it's going to be a problem. Now, what am I going to do about it? Right. Mm-hmm. Problem solving. And, and I think that's empowering. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you also are part of the Cap Kid Library Program, and that is a really fantastic addition to what they already offer. Yes, I am so excited when when Jeff reached out to me. I had tagged Children's Alopecia Project in, I don't know, some post that I put out on social media, and he got back to me and he said, I love this, you know, I love the idea of your book. I'd love to take a look at it. Um, What can I do? You know, I go and I... um, do presentations at schools and I could get the book 
in school libraries across the country. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, yes, yes, yes. So I had uh, my publisher send him an arc of the book, and he got back to me and said, I love it. I want to include it. How do I order this many copies? So uh, she will start, I think, in the fall when he starts back with his presentations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's yeah. going to be right there in the stack of books that he will leave. So it thrills me to think of all the new friends she's going to make and that she'll be you know, on the shelf for kids to enjoy and to raise awareness with. You probably noticed that I, I refer to the character in the book as if mm-hmm. she were a real person because mm-hmm. in writing the book and also in getting to know people in the alopecia community, I just feel such a connection. I feel such a connection to B. I feel like she's almost one of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the alopecia community has been so welcoming and so opening to both B and myself that I just, it's very personal for me. Awesome. And where do you see B going next? As far as? As far as maybe another book or uh, yeah. something else? Well, this we are in the middle of a... Uh, a publishing quandary, you might say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a second idea for a book. Mm-hmm. And I even kind of started jotting down some ideas. But what has happened is that our editor has moved on mm-hmm. as a career move to another publishing house. And so I don't necessarily have a connection, a direct connection anymore mm-hmm. with um, Albert Whitman. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. My agent and I, are, we're kind of, she's aware that I have the story idea. So I'm not sure. She might have some magic up her sleeve that she can, uh, she can do something to, to make that happen. Because I would, I would love to have a second, third, fourth, fifth, <laughs> yeah. fifth book about me. So I'm not sure. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that something can be worked out. But yeah, the path has gotten just a little bit more complicated. Mm-hmm. Yep. Traditional publishing has changed so much over the last few it years is. too. And I mean, over the last decade, really. Yes. Yeah. And it's a business. I mean, and the people who work in it, you know, it's a business. And so there are business type situations that arise and, you know, you mm-hmm. just have to go with the flow. For sure. And I don't know if I might be able to offer some food for thought, I guess. Okay. Um, there are very, very few books about boys with alopecia. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a pain point in the literacy um, sure. community, really, because, you know, parents are looking on Amazon, parents are looking for authors who speak to their child. I mean, B is a fantastic character and and having boys really talked about more and and also right. alopecia areata more, right? Mm-hmm. Having having patchy hair loss is just mm-hmm. a fantastic thing to write about because you see children with no hair in, in a lot of books. Well, in, in the ones that are out there, like we talked about, not not mm-hmm. a whole lot. Um, so I don't know. I'm not I don't want to mess with your creative flow. No, but uh, this is I, I have actually given some thought to having this next book idea that I had originally for B, changing the character to a boy. And then maybe, maybe that would be something that another publishing house might want to look in, into publishing or maybe, you know, Albert Whitman too might just with enough um, small changes to the storyline might be interested too. So that's an excellent idea. And I, I definitely think it's something that worth pursuing. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's great. And can you tell me how can folks find you when they're looking for you online? I have a website and it is www.noreenepaulson.com. I am also on Twitter at capital N Noreen, capital P Paulson, mm-hmm. and on Instagram at NR Paulson. Fantastic. So those three things. I also have a Facebook page, but off the top of my head, I can't remember what the yeah. one that is. So. <laughs> I, I found you pretty easily. Oh, did you? Okay. Also. Yeah. <laughs> you can kind of Google me and I probably pop up. <laughs> you do. Definitely. And so I will have all of that in the show notes for awesome. everybody to find you easily. Okay. And okay. is that, where should they go to order your book? Um, the book is available wherever books are sold. I mean, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it through your indie your independent bookstore, um, Barnes and Noble. Really, you just need to, um, yeah, wherever you would buy a book. So basically, it can be ordered anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And as always, we like to kind of promote taking care of our brick and mortar bookstores because right. we want them to be around. And yes. I mean, I I am guilty of ordering your book from Amazon because it's easy. And because it's I, easy. It, yes. Yeah. And so we know that that, that I mean, that's where I sell most of my books too, is off Amazon. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and if you do not see it in your local bookstore, they will absolutely order it. So. Oh, yes, they will. Mm-hmm. Yes, they will. And you can also go through like IndieBound online or mm-hmm. Bookshop and order it through them too. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I just want to say how much I appreciate you taking the time to, you know, just talk to listeners about B and your inspiration behind the book. And I'm excited about the awareness that it will bring. I really appreciate having the opportunity to do those things. Yeah. Thanks again for being with us today, Noreen. Thank you. Throughout the interview, we talked about inclusion, problem solving, and ways to look at what can limit all of us, not just children, when we are left out, so to speak, from the celebrations. I've posted a few photos of ways parents and children have shared their unique ways of celebrating crazy or silly hair day. I'd love to see what you and your family have done. Feel free to share your photos in the comments. To purchase What's Silly Hair Day with No Hair or to get in touch with Noreen, check out the links below. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. Join our Alopecia Life Facebook group and find out more information at headonlifecoaching.com. The information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and is meant for general information purposes only. If you're enjoying these episodes and finding the tips helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to and download podcasts.